Does anyone else need a cocktail? I am on the inside like, oh my god. And you are, you are just an A-plus host. <laughs> I tell people. It was something like mother of alcohol, breaker of hearts. <laughs> I only drink hard alcohol when I have time to contemplate my entire existence, you know? The first thing I'll introduce is my guest today. Her name is Cassie De Silva. She's from Aurelia, right? Perfect. So another Canadian Ontario artist. We love them. She's a pop artist who just released her newest single in January called Unsolicited Contact, which actually gets stuck in my head all the time. <laughs> Thank you. It's a really fun track. Um, you also have a Christmas song out, don't you? Yeah, I do. I have a couple songs out. I have another one coming very, very, very soon. Very, very soon. We're going to talk so much about that. Don't worry. So Cassie just released her new single in January, like I said, called Unsolicited Contact. And she has another one coming out soon. Can we know the name of it? Yep. It's called We Might Break Up. And it. I guess it'll have been out already when this airs on April 9th. So very excited. Okay. We Might Break Up. Oh, that's so spicy. Yeah. Um, and then before we get too hectic into our interview, I've mentioned before about the partnership with the podcast with the tonic company called Fitch and Leads. But something that's really cool is that because all of these recordings have to be remote, they are sending all of the guests who come on the show their very own cocktail kit. So we get to actually make the same cocktails even though we're not together, which is so freaking sick. So today we're making the pink passion fruit fizz, I think it's called. Something like that. I'm not going to lie. I've already dipped into mine. It's very is good. It, is it? Um, okay, wait. I need <laughs> so, to open yes. my... Fish and Leeds Pink Tonic. I freaking oh, love this tonic. Delicious. Sparkling rose and cucumber. It's so good. I'm drinking it by itself for a second. It's so yummy. I like it a lot. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay, that right? gives me a lot more idea of where all the flavors coming from in the drink. Because I was like, I've never had passion fruit in a drink. So it must be that. But no, it's this. It's really good, That's eh? delicious. So actually, a little bit of a backstory why I picked this one for you. Um, if you guys go and watch the Unsolicited Contact music video, it is literally just like a sea of pink. There is <laughs> so much pink going on. It's my also, life. Yeah. <laughs> Cassie's <laughs> Instagram has a lot of pink. And I was like, I think it's fitting if I make a pink cocktail. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this on the show before that I just, I think everything tastes better when it's a pink drink. Tastes better, looks better, feels better. Yeah. So what it is, it's the Fitch and Leeds pink tonic, which I also call the rose tonic because I just find it's like a little bit more romantic and I like it. Um, so it's rose and cucumber. I've talked about this tonic so many times. Everyone who listens is going to be like, we know, we know. And I'm like, no, it's I've actually really good. This. It's delicious. And then in the drink, you can do gin or vodka. We did vodka. And then passion fruit, you get a passion fruit and you slice it open. It kind of looks like a mini coconut. And I thought it was going to be really hard, but it was actually a very soft thing to cut open, which I was it's very. About. It's I'm going to say it's very gooey. It is gooey. Um, and honestly, yeah, I was it a little alarmed. <laughs> I was like, I'm putting this in in here. Oh, it's, all of that. All of that goes in it. Okay, okay, okay. And then yeah. we got kiwi in it and some simple syrup. And then... I think that's it. Ice. Anything else? I don't think Ice, so. Ice, vodka. And it's delicious. Well, cheers from afar. The first <laughs> guest who got their own cocktail kit. I was so excited to get this in the mail. And then I, like, obviously, of course, opened it upside down. Even oh, though, no. like, all the stuff is on top, I opened it the wrong way. And I was like, hmm, um, <laughs> okay, we're going to try this again. I flipped it over. Did it the right way. It happens. It happens to the best mm-hmm. of us. <laughs> it happens to me a lot. <laughs> So if you guys want to try this drink at home, you can find the recipe at fitchleads.com. And if you want to get the pink tonic, which we just gushed over, you can find it online and you can order it. And you can use my promo code to get it for 25% off. And there's also free shipping in the GTA. So I don't know what you're waiting for. I know literally everyone who listens to this is in the GTA. Like I have like two (laughs) friends in Vancouver and that's it. So. And also summer is coming and this is going to be so good in the summer. Yes. And honestly, now I'm like, okay, I think this is going to be my drink because I spend so much money on those like pre-mixed, like really convenient coolers. Oh, yeah. But it's like so much. I'm like, oh, if I just had (laughs) a bottle of vodka and some really yummy. The thing is, like, I don't love any mixes. I don't like soda. But like this. Yeah. Is such a good option. I'm obsessed. This is probably going to be my summer drink. 
two Not endorsements on a hot day. I would drink yeah. it literally like alone. alone. Yeah. I, it yeah. took everything not to like drink it before this episode. Yeah. Okay. We'll probably cycle back to our pink passion fizz at some point. But for now, we'll talk a little bit more about Cassie. So do you want to give yourself a quick introduction about what people should know about you before we start our interview? Sure. Um, I'm an, a pop artist, kind of alt pop, um, and I'm independent I'm putting out a bunch of new music this year. I put out music a while ago in like 2018. This is my comeback because I was signed before and that didn't work out. So I'm doing it all on my own this time and it's super exciting. As you mentioned, I put out Unsolicited Contact in January. My next song's coming out this month in a week tomorrow, which will be April 9th. And I'm just so thrilled. I'm doing it with amazing people amazing women and um non-binary people in specific and yeah it's been so much fun and so creatively fulfilling so if you like if you like a good pop song good alt pop song definitely check me out <laughs> I love that you said it was creatively fulfilling because like that's like what it needs to be like that was why I started this podcast because like everything in music is so hard to navigate right now and, I like, know. <laughs> you said that you had been signed to a label Yes. <laughs> I have a couple of questions about that. Okay. Is it a sensitive topic at all? Like, Not for I talk about it a lot because okay. it's like a big part of like who I am as a person and also as an artist and like this big creative journey. And I know that um, a lot of people don't have that opportunity to go through that experience. And I, I like offering, you know, any advice I can on yeah. navigating it. So um as someone who has been through it and the goods and the bads of it so so the first thing I was going to ask is when you were signed to a label did you experience any like myths or unexpected realities that came with it that were kind of either uncomfortable weird exciting yeah I think there's that I think there's that notion there's this notion that like that is like where you want to be that is what you want to get to as an artist like you feel so accomplished when you get signed but it's not everything it seems and it doesn't stop there like you're not done if anything like you have to put in more work and more energy when that happens to you because um, even though you have people who are like on your side and working with you it is like you have to make sure that your vision's being executed the way you want it to be or things can quickly start getting out of hand <laughs> so it was totally great and like a, an amazing learning experience for me but I think like at the age I was at and also like where I was as an artist um I think it's totally more beneficial to be way further along when you get signed these days and also like as an independent artist now like there's nothing more important to me than owning my work and owning my masters and um being really choosy about the people I put energy into and who put energy into my project and making sure that everyone's really excited about it and everyone's really great to work with. So I, it's been cool to kind of navigate that. And if I hadn't gone through all that stuff, I, I wouldn't have the priorities I do now. I don't know if that answers myth stuff. It's just, <laughs> you know, people at labels, they, they want to see music do great. And it's not anyone's fault when it doesn't happen. It's just... um kind of puts things into perspective or it did for me how old were you when you were signed yeah I was in my early 20s which now I sadly have to say can I still say I'm in my mid-20s at 27 or am I in the late side of things <laughs> definitely mid definitely okay mid. yeah we're not late until like 29 <laughs> I feel like you don't have to say you're in your late 20s until you're ready to like grant yourself that seniority yeah no I'm not I don't have I don't have you know how some people out. are like I'm 30 and you're like you're 28 like just it's fine I'm like the opposite of that like yeah. I'm like no 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 I don't have anything figured out yet so no so yeah we're still in the figuring out stage of my 20s yeah like it's been uh, much more fulfilling and like also a huge headache doing it on my own but it's been really cool to do it this way too I feel like being independent just requires so much personal accountability especially being a solo artist like you're not in a band or something like you're the only one who has to show up for yourself so it's so easy to let it slide if like you're in a bad headspace or not feeling successful or being discouraged absolutely like, you have to have a lot of you have to really want to do it because the the art 
side is like the fun part, but you realize that that is a very small percentage of what it is. And I think like maybe that's a misconception too is like when you're with the label, like everything's going to get done for you. The best thing that someone ever told me was that everyone is just trying to figure out what you want. So it doesn't stop at like, oh, you have this team now and you don't have to do all those things. It's more like now you have more people to communicate with and more people to have to convey your vision to. Um, and if you're a control freak like me, that's kind of hard <laughs> to let go and be like, okay, they totally understand what I want. It's crazy. It's like the more people you have involved, the more people you have to be like really, really communicating with. Like at times it sucks to be like, oh, no one's going to tell me what's right or wrong. And that's a lot of pressure, but it's also really freeing when you finally just go like, that's amazing and I'm just going to do it my way. And as long as you can like at some point let go of the notion of like caring too much <laughs> about what other people think. Oh, yeah. I also like there's a part to art that it's so important to be authentic. And like I feel like that's the art that is the most successful is like when people are so they offer like a really honest part of themselves in it that's something that I feel like not could get squashed but maybe like left behind a little bit if you get caught up in 15 people's opinions rather than your own that's the thing yeah like I feel like people because I was a folk artist and I was doing like folk pop music at the time I got signed and then I released pop music like you know it took like a year and a half before I put, even put anything out but people are like oh you got signed and like you switched to pop like was that your decision I'm like yeah that was my decision that's where I was listening to a lot of pop music and that's what I wanted to make but yeah I think there's this misconception that a lot of other people are steering the ship like I definitely had a lot of creative control but I think that the biggest thing I learned is that like not everyone knows the answer just because they've been doing it a lot longer especially like when it comes to being creative like you know yourself the best and you're you're going to be the one who cares the most you're going to be the one who puts the most into it so um like it's really nice to be reliant on other people but it's also like you have to keep in check that like you you this is your baby and not anyone else's <laughs> so it's like you can't let go of that you yeah. know my boyfriend who's been in music a long time he told me at one point like you are the only one whose fault it's going to be is if this doesn't go right because it's your it's your life like it's not their life they still no get their pressure. job no he is just a realist and I'm such an optimist and it was like it actually at first like that was super jarring to hear but then I was like no it's right like I don't need to feel bad when I want to tweak something or I don't need to feel bad going back and forth because I don't like something like this is my life. This is my project. Everyone cares and it's their job, but to an extent. Your name is going to be the one on the album cover. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just like giving myself permission to be like, no, I don't like that. And this is my vision and this is my creative outlet. And I don't want it that way. So <laughs> doing it independently definitely gives you that freedom um, and like almost this freedom to not feel guilty or like whatever because it's just on me yeah love that that's a good attitude to have about it so how did you end up finding yourself signed to a label was it like an unexpected thing or mm -hmm. I'd been working for a while and writing songs and doing writing camps with other artists I had like a bad breakup I lived in Vancouver I moved back home and I went to Canadian Music Week I was kind of hustling like going to parties and events and I ended up going to this um, label jam night um and then I like got up and sang like a random song and didn't know, but all of the label high ups were there. And that led to me being signed. So it's like a really funny circumstantial. <laughs> um, it was like a mix of timing, like being in the right place at the right time, but like having been hustling for a long time, you know, so. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as an overnight success. No, not at all. That's what actually I was watching. Have you seen the Billy Doc yet? No, it looks really oh, nice though. You need to watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the biggest eye opener ever. Just their story and how like really at the heart of it and her success is like having a lot of people that you trust around you. Like she has like her family and, you know, Phineas, her brother. She has an amazing support system. It's almost like reaffirming to be like, okay, like even they struggle with things. Okay, like <laughs> you need to like, you need to find joy in like the process 
rather than like the results is kind of what watching all these like music musician documentaries is doing for me i love that phrase though find joy in the process rather than the result oh my god that's so important yeah <laughs> well i don't know about you but like i find release day is really tough because it's the like worst. all this build up yeah it's really tough and not just because like it, it's not like even just about the anxiety of like oh are people gonna like it it's like what do I do with myself now like I've been working on this I'm working on this and you realize it's not about what people think it's not about like people messaging you and being like I love it I love it because that isn't the where you get the fulfillment it's really cool to get that feedback but for me it hasn't been the fulfilling part so I'm really trying to like focus on like enjoying every step of the way even though it can be hard to like keep that in perspective but that's like wisdom and that comes with having gone through it right unsolicited contact is like your sixth I think fifth so you've clearly like been through a number of release days regardless of how (laughs) successful they are like you still have the the tumultuous feelings in your tummy when songs are coming out yeah (laughs) Because you just have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know there was one song that I released. That I was like, this is going to be the biggest one. And like, it's just simply not at all. And I was like, why are people sleeping <laughs> on this? Or maybe I just love it. I don't know. I know. Yeah. There's so much like at work behind the scenes there. And like so much political stuff that, yeah, it, it really can't be like, it's cool to be on playlists and do all that too. But it, it can't be about that because... It's always going to be wanting something bigger and that's great and you need to strive for bigger and better every time but like you can't be so end result oriented <laughs> in it. Um, it's like about the growth and like you know if I get like another message from someone who like talks about how they can relate to it like that's really rewarding to me like especially since I'm trying to be so vulnerable in my songwriting like that's the stuff that kind of really means a lot more to me music is is literally centered around being vulnerable like yeah every part of it I know like every release day is so stressful and like I remember for me this year I had to be like because I was really disappointed like I was gonna start opening for bands Mm -hmm. and like playing more live and then obviously Mm -hmm. things shut down last year um because that's kind of just when I started my musical journey uh and then I had to be like okay I know that you didn't reach a lot of goals this year, but let's remember that like there was a point in your life where you never thought you were going to be on Spotify. Mm-hmm. There was a point in your life where you never thought you were going to have like a physical CD you could hold in your hand or even like yeah. songs you wrote out in the world to be heard. Like yeah. I had to like really take a step back and remember the gratitude behind like what feels small now at one point did not feel small at all. Yes, that's such a good point. I'm trying to do the same thing because it's hard. <laughs> there's always someone doing bigger and better things oh my god yeah it's impossible not to compare yourself like can't say don't do that you know (laughs) like it's impossible yeah but it's it's such a good point it's like you know I'll look at my streaming numbers and be like ugh, and like because I'll see someone else doing like amazing and I'm like okay no no like this is more than your friends and family listening to you, Cassie. Like, get it through your head. This is really cool. There's people listening to you across the world. You do have to put it into perspective sometimes and be like, did I ever think that many people would hear the song? Yeah, there's just so much pressure to, like, feel like you need to look like you're doing a certain way and on top of things all the time. It's, like, yeah, impossible. <laughs> I also know, like, when it comes to writing music, for me it's like not a choice like it just like happens Mm -hmm. over and over again and like whether or not it resonates with someone like it's just something that like I literally had to write and put out for myself yeah and like yeah I would love to for it to be successful but (laughs) that's not always up to us right I feel that I there's been so many times where I've been like down and I've been to my boyfriend like okay that's it I'm done I quit I literally can't do this anymore I quit and he's like you just need to stop saying that because you're never gonna quit it's not like it's just a part of you now it's so funny though because like all of my musician friends like we never talk about when we're discouraged we only talk Mm -hmm. about like when we're feeling great and like when we're doing well and when music is coming out when we're writing when we want to collab and so 
to have the honest conversation where like I feel like shit sometimes about yeah. my career what I'm writing and like how successful I am or even just to be like I thought about quitting you know I've I've been talking about it a lot more with my artist friends when we are struggling and writing and about writing about it even and um that's been helpful but yeah I mean it's hard to it's hard to be vulnerable like that when you want to seem like you have it all together because you don't want to feel left behind but I think that not viewing my friends or other artists as competition has really changed things for me too it's like just because they're doing that doesn't mean I need to be doing that that's their path it's not necessarily mine but it is easy to get caught up in like oh they're making videos doing this on social media or they're doing this kind of campaign and I need to do something like that it's like no just find your thing and stick with your thing. <laughs> like, don't need to do it's everything. It's so far from linear. Like, everything about the arts in any way is just so far from linear. Like, there's just no way that people, like, fully understand how different everyone gets from point A to point B. Everyone has such a different story. It's it's really cool. And um, I think it helps to know those stories because it just makes you realize, like, everyone has had struggles. Everyone's had ups and downs. Like, that's normal and natural, and <laughs> it doesn't need to always seem like you got it. Okay, let's get back on track and talk about you and your music. Woo. Unsolicited Contact is basically, I was just about to say, like, clapback song, but, like, not really, because I feel yeah, like it wasn't it's the first like, song. It's like a call out. out. It's like calling someone out for something. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so catchy and fun. Thank like, you. <laughs> <laughs> I found myself singing your texts are sending green and I'm like, I'm so relieved because <laughs> like something about like, I don't know. It's you like sing so fast. Cause my texts are sending green and holy shit. I'm so relieved. I'm so yeah, relieved. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. iPhone user type things. Yeah. Can we have some tea on the song? Yeah, absolutely. I will dish Yay. the tea. So it's about my ex-boyfriend texted me on my birthday, but completely forgot it was my birthday. And actually texted me, to tell me about the girl he was currently dating um and like they were kind of going through something we hadn't talked in a long time either not that we were on bad terms or anything but it was like i was like oh this is nice he's texting me for my no he's not texting me for my birthday oh he has no idea it's my birthday um so it was like this whole thing and it was really on my mind for a while because it's gonna mess you up if someone forgets <laughs> your birthday in general, but then also like takes the opportunity to tell you about someone else. <laughs> so I think I I was, you know, I was kind of like stuck on it for a couple for about a week after that. I was like, what was the point of that? Why were you doing that? So I had a session already planned and went into that session and had a lot of lyrics already written down just from like kind of I just write notes in my phone when I'm like trying to get a thought out. Um, and I like had the verses and um, sang them to my producer Hill and we just kind of went from there and the song was written pretty quickly because I just spent most of the session ranting about the situation and we were like dissecting him we're like why was he doing that and like analyzing it um, so the song is literally just me calling him out um, yeah <laughs> very specific did he ever reach out to you after the song came out uh, yes actually <laughs> well not directly but I knew that he had heard it, so um, I left it for a while. I didn't, like, really warn him, which... He doesn't deserve a no, warning. It's fine. But I'm, like, on... I never, like... Because then, then the song, like, blew up on TikTok, and all these people were like, oh, my gosh, like, screw him, screw the girl, because I mentioned a girl's name, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like, get him. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, I'm over this now. Don't worry. I was just mad about it. It's fine. Um, so I was like, by the way, like, no hard feelings now. Um, <laughs> thanks for the song. <laughs> I thanked him in the credits of the video, too. So, like, really, you know, it's, it's fine. fine. No, I'm sure it was a little jarring to hear. So I didn't hear from him directly, but I did say, like, hey, by the way, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> really fucked up not knowing your birthday. That's pretty tragic. Um, yeah, I would say. And then the subject matter of the text but anyway yeah that's also pretty anyway no one's gonna do that again <laughs> never <laughs> I don't think anyone will forget my birthday now so we're fine 
so you mentioned TikTok. I was actually going to ask you about this. You had like a huge explosion on TikTok after the song happened. Yeah, it was crazy. So, I mean, I knew I was going to like post some stuff on TikTok. I didn't really know what, but um, I posted a clip of the video and people loved it, I guess. (laughs) And um, yeah, so it, it like went crazy. I had posted like a couple things and they went, I had like under 100 followers when I started posting about the song. And um, I posted a couple of things and they were getting like 10,000 views, 15,000 views. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced this level of fame. And then, <laughs> and then like I posted another video and within an hour, it like blew past those. Like by the night, it was like at 100 and then it like has gone past a million now. But yeah, it was pretty nuts. So yeah, I went from like under 100 followers on there to like over 20K in like days. It's honestly a wild platform. Yeah, it's nuts. I think the coolest thing about TikTok specifically is like reaching this audience that is beyond just like an extension of like who you know or the circle you know. TikTok is like people from all over the world who I've never met who like went out of their way to go listen to the song and then went out of their way to come back and comment or follow me or do whatever like they're not in any way obligated to do Did that. Did you see a big influx from the TikTok audience onto like Spotify, Apple Music and like the plays and the playlists and the response in the song? Yeah. The the video and um, my streaming numbers like directly um, translated from that. Like it was so crazy to see people were like, ah, oh, just went and saved it to my playlist and this and that. And they're not just saying it. Like I could actually see like that was happening and the streams were going up and like even though I was on some bigger playlists, like, the playlists were only accounting for, like, 10% of my streams. Like, it was people's, like, own libraries and playlists that were, like, really making up all the streams, which was so cool that people were, like, taking the time to not only go check it out, but then, like, add it to their library, add it to their playlists. Like, that is so flattering. So, it was really cool to see those numbers go up in real time. Did you gain a lot of, like, Spotify followers and stuff, too? Definitely got a lot more than I had because I didn't have a lot at all. But yeah, the biggest translation was obviously on TikTok and in Spotify streams. But That's still yeah. freaking <laughs> awesome though. Like what a successful turnout. Oh, it was amazing. I'm really glad that that worked out. And um, yeah, it was like people were like, oh, you must have had this planned. Or were those, was it like a pay- with paid content? I'm like, no, I don't know how it happened. It just did. But I did spend a lot of time on the visual, which I think a lot of people liked and um that music video was like truly my baby so I'm glad that people really liked that too and that definitely translated into people liking it yeah check out the video, video content so. is so important when it comes to releasing stuff mm-hmm. I also find it's really hard like yeah to find something that's captivating and inspiring and original all in one <laughs> yeah it's it's hard and it's been really fun for me though like I knew that like this was a bit of a rebrand for me like sonically and I'm I've changed and um, I just wanted to make a strong visual statement with that. So the videos have been really important to me with telling the story and putting out into the world like how I want to be perceived and like who I am. Um, So that's been really fun and, and challenging, but in a good way. Yeah, it's just another way to get to be creative. And I'm like really learning to like lean in. I actually have a director credit on the video that's coming out for this next single. So wow which is amazing yeah i co-directed it with um kate harrison who did the last video too that's amazing (laughs) thanks yeah so the next song that's coming out we might break up that's coming out on april 9th so by the time this airs it'll have been out for almost a week can you tell us a little bit about that absolutely it's definitely a vibe year track off the ep and it's more pop leaning in the production than unsolicited contact it's written about a time where i was feeling a little bit out of control in my life and I thought that the solution to that would be ending a relationship so I could feel like I had control over something at least. The title's a little misleading, but it's more about like my struggle with myself than anything else and wanting to end something good just so I can feel like I have a grasp on something. I have a grasp on some ounce of control in my life. So I identify with that <laughs> so hard. Yeah, it's actually a funny story. I wrote it. Um, I was like kind of having a little bit of a breakdown. It was probably close after like uh things ended with the label and I was like kind of all over the place not knowing what I wanted to do or put out and um I was talking to my mom who's a hairstylist 
And I was like, I don't know. I think I need to like move away and I need to change this and change that. And I need to end my relationship and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, okay, you're doing what people do when they come to me and want to cut all their hair off because something has gone wrong in their life or they're going through like a really big change. She's like, do not cut your hair off. That's not the answer. He's not the problem. It sounds like a you problem. My mom has great advice all the time, but it was really great advice. And I wrote that song about it. Um, yeah. And then, you know, laughed about it with my boyfriend and carried on. <laughs> so <laughs> fine. We're still together. So obviously the right choice was not breaking up with him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely like, it's super truthful to where I was at. And, um, and it's also like super sincere. Like it's, it's really stating that they're not the problem and like learning to deal with stuff on your own so that's coming out the ninth yeah and is there a music video coming with it as well yes it is it's coming the same day so i'm trying to do this whole release like how i like to consume things and i don't like when i can't get everything at once like when someone's like put something out and i know there's a video coming but they haven't released it yet I'm almost like in spite of it, I don't want to watch the video now because I'm like, you had your chance, you had my interest, and now I don't want to wait for it. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to give everything I at once to the people. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm really pumped Is about this, it. so, sorry, continue. No, no, that's okay. I'm just really pumped about the video. Um, my sister choreographed the unsolicited contact video and she did this one too, <laughs> which was like really fun and also a headache for us because I don't know if you have sisters, but like... <laughs> Things can get interesting and we're like super close. So we have no trouble being like, no, that's stupid. She'll just laugh in my, I'm not a dancer. And she'll just like laugh in my face. Like my limbs do not communicate with my brain. It's like this whole, so bless her. But it turned out really good. <laughs> it turned out really great. So, <laughs> but it's cool. There's just a lot of cool movements. And I tried to focus on like a lot of interesting transitions um, I watched a lot of TikTok videos to try and come up with like cool transitions from scene to scene. So we incorporated a lot of that. I get really so wasted fun. in I'm it. I'm excited to see it. But not really. <laughs> uh, <dude>. <laughs> it's <laughs> just like I kind of like spiral yeah. throughout the video. And yeah, there's like glitter tears and dancing alone on a dance floor. Yeah, it's really, it's great. We got to use a bar because all the bars are closed right now. So we got to use this whole bar and it was really cool. So. that's so fun mm -hmm. i'm excited to see it so you said that there's an ep coming there's an out EP coming. these are two songs off of it yeah these are the first two songs off of it um there's gonna be a couple more songs coming and then the ep in the summer oh wow so soon mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's kind of like a big rollout year for me and there's like a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes but it's been so much fun i've been working on it since well, 2020 was kind of a write-off, so since, like, 2019, like, some of the songs I finished, yeah, I finished recording 2019, so, like, the end of it, so. I was just about to ask how long it took for you to put this whole EP together. Yeah, like, I I was writing from 2018 and then started recording in the fall of 2019, and then 2020 came, and <laughs> it wasn't really the best time to start putting stuff out, so I just kind of took the opportunity to really... Um, develop like the visuals uh, we still have to mix and master everything which has its own timeline and then um yeah just did a lot of like visual planning and like figuring out how I wanted everything to come about and like I think that was really really beneficial was giving myself that time and realizing like Cassie no one's waiting for this like no one's on the edge of their seat so you don't need to rush it <laughs> like do it right and um I'm glad I took that time because I think it was really important. That's honestly really an intelligent thing to do, right? Like being able to have that vision for yourself is so important and like following up in it the way that you want to. Because like it does take so long to get from like writing a song to producing a song to mixing to mastering to releasing it to have video content. Yes. Like it's such a whirlwind and like a climb that like I think a lot of people don't see. Like yeah. it's it can be <laughs> it can be really long. No, yeah, so, it can, especially when you're doing it on your own. Like, things just take yeah. longer that way, and um, it can be frustrating because people are like, when when are you, when's something coming out? But it's just kind of turning off those pressures, and, and it takes time. It just does, and it, it yeah. you kind of need that time sometimes to just see something 
out. I'm glad I didn't rush things because I don't think the ideas would have been fully there, especially visually, which, as I said, is really important to me with this. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I know, like, it's especially like you were talking about 2020. Like, I I had so many different studio dates that I had, like, planned (laughs) and then they would be like, oh, studios are closed. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so frustrating when, like, you're on the edge of your seat to get things out and, like, people ask you, but maybe that's not because they're trying to put pressure on you. They're just, like, excited and you're like... Yeah, I'm no, doing everything true. I can. I have, I mean, I'm working with grants on this factor grants, and the amount of times my deadline had to be pushed, and I was like, "Well, sorry, um, I was supposed to be flying to LA, um, and that's not happening." So, um, so on the EP, did you work with a single producer or a group of producers? You talked about female and non-binary, which is yeah. an incredible thing to be focusing on, like. Can you give us a little insight into who yeah. you collaborated with? So um, the entire EP is female produced, 100%. Um, when I left the label, I kind of like was like, okay, what do I want out of what I'm doing next? Like I need to have a plan. I need to like get to work. And I was like, you know what? I haven't had the opportunity to work with any female producers, one. I haven't had the opportunity to work with many female writers, too. So I just was like, okay, I need to do that. I need to give it a go. And I reached out to everyone I knew and was just asking around, like, who can I collaborate with? Um, and I ended up working with Hill Kirkudas, who produced a few songs on the EP. She's out of Toronto. She's amazing. Um, we co-wrote a couple of them together, and then um, she produced them. And then Robin Delunto, who's also from Toronto but lives in Nashville now. I went down there, and we did a couple songs. actually drove down there with my sister. We did a big, like, it was the longest drive I've ever done myself, and we went down there. It was a really fun trip. And got those songs done so this next song is with robin um she produced it and then i i wrote with um a lot of different people there are men involved in the writing and jay dufour mixed um but the master engineer is emily lazar and she is amazing i can't believe i got her on this project and i didn't even know what good mastering what the difference was until i heard what i got from her it was just like crazy she's amazing so it wasn't my goal to do 100 percent female production but um, I don't really do things halfway, I guess. So <laughs> once I started, I was like, well, we're doing it. Love that. Thanks. Yeah. It's been a really cool experience and like really freeing for me. And then that kind of carried over into the rest of the project, like in everyone I'm working with on the other side of things. So with the videos, we've had a hundred percent female, um, and non-binary crews for the video shoots, which is really cool and became a cool project for everyone involved. Just I was like, it doesn't need to be that way. I'm just putting a focus on working with as many females as I can and as many non-binary people as I can. And then they're like, no, we've got a whole entire crew. This is amazing. And everyone was really excited. So my boyfriend, um, he was the one male in the last video because he had to be in it. He was like a body in the video. (laughs) You don't even see his face, but he's like lying next to me in bed. And he's like, yeah, that was really crazy. Like, I felt like I shouldn't be there. It's cool to be on that side of things and be so involved because before I would for the videos I did with the label I would just show up to the set and everything would be being done and I didn't even really know what was going on so yeah (laughs) didn't want that to happen again yeah for sure yeah that'd be hard you said you were a perfectionist I feel like releasing that amount of control is a little bit intimidating it's intimidating because I hadn't been through it too and like their first videos that you're doing are like not like super low budget ones they're like there's a million people on the set they basically just like release you on you're like okay go here and perform and you're like what (laughs) there's so many people watching me I'm like mortified I don't know how to move my body I don't even know what looks good like that was a crazy experience we ended up reshooting something because you could just tell I was uncomfortable so yeah I, I knew like that's not happening again and I've learned a lot about being in videos now too and how I want things to look I think like being involved in the planning at least then you know like how things should look and how you want to look and come across. So that's really helped me too in being more comfortable on camera. Yeah. Honestly, music videos are so out of my, out of my comfort zone. Like I actively don't do them. You should. It's, it's a really fun creative experience. And like especially if you really, really get involved in the planning. Um, for me, it's just like two, I know now like if I look at something afterwards and I'm like, oh, I could have gone – I could have gone deeper there like my performance could have gone deeper I could have acted that better it's like I don't want to I know now when I'm on set like I don't care if I feel embarrassed in front of all these people like I need to just do it because I'm gonna regret it way more if we didn't get the take 
than yeah. feeling this like minute of like feeling embarrassed in front of people who like don't even know me so who cares so do you have any i mean we just talked pretty in depth about advice for <laughs> music videos but as a whole being an independent artist mm-hmm. is there anything as a whole you'd like to share in an advice capacity i think um i think i've pretty much touched on all the big ones but i, I think the biggest lesson for me has been trusting my gut that has translated translated to authenticity like it is what everyone's like oh like everything seems so cohesive and seems like did you really think a lot about your branding and your styling and this and that I'm like no I just thought about what I like I didn't think about is someone gonna like that is someone gonna like how that sounds is someone gonna like how that looks it was like do I like that not everyone is gonna like what you do or what you put out so you can't be focused on like trying to get everyone to like you or like your music if you just stay true to you there's gonna be a more even niche group of people who are into that and who care more than if you just put something out that was like okay that's my advice is just be honest (laughs) people see through the other stuff you know so and then at the end of the day you know if if you do something that that is truly you and no one made you feel like you needed to do something a certain way then you know even if it doesn't work out you don't have to blame yourself for not listening to your gut that's the worst feeling yeah is doing something because someone else liked it or someone else told you to and it doesn't work out and you're like well if it wasn't going to work out I would have rather done it my own way anyways so (laughs) like I like to fail on my own terms, okay? So <laughs> if we're failing, I'm going down and, you know, I'm lighting the match, okay? Do you have a favorite song that you've released so far that's coming? She's dr- she's drinking her, her, her drink. <laughs> it's good. I can't, what, are, what can I say? It's really good. I'm done mine. Mine is literally done. Oh. <laughs> and then I'm, I finished the I'm leftover slow. of my bottle, too. I'm using <laughs> the straw, though. And you, I saw you just throwing it back, so. And I've, been do- I've been doing more talking. Sorry. <laughs> That is the one nice thing about the interviewer is that like for most of the time I just ask the question that I'm quiet. <laughs> and I'm like a talker. So you do have to shut me up sometimes. I love that um, though. Um, so favorite song. Do you have one that's already out coming out? This whole project. Um, every song on this project is really special to me. Like everything's a little bit of a different flavor, you know. So yeah, I'm just excited for everyone to hear this. It's been sitting with me for so long. And yeah, this next song, I think, I think it's going to be good think people are gonna well who knows but I love it so <laughs> what an exciting relief that must be like as this is coming out having sat on it for so long yeah it's it's like it's crazy that it's taken this long because to some extent you're like okay oh my gosh like the song like this was like from so long ago this story but then it's like getting to see it through the eyes of people who haven't heard it before is really cool and even though I've heard the songs a million times now it's just cool for them to be new again. So check out We Might Break Up on whatever your streaming platform is because it's on all of them. And I'm on all of the social media things, Cassie De Silva, <laughs> And my website's CassieDeSilva.com. And also unsolicited contact because like I said, it gets stuck in my head. Yes. And I have great yeah. taste. So after you're so done. It must be good. <laughs> after you're done, We Might Break Up. Then just roll it into unsolicited contact. Check that video out because that video is my baby. And um, yeah, then let me know what you think. <laughs> it's a really fun video. It also, one of mine and my sister's favorite movies is Valentine's Day. And so when you smash the pinata, we were yeah. like, oh yeah. <laughs> Jessica yeah. Biel, Jennifer Gardner. <laughs> we know yeah. the scene. <laughs> yeah, that was on my vision board. On my plan for the video was literally her smashing that pinata. So I love that. <laughs> and I made that pinata actually. Really? Yeah, I made that piñata. I made that piñata was all like the, the size of my bed. It was oh, huge. Oh yeah, it took me a long time. It took me like um a lot of episodes of Sex in the City. So <laughs> <laughs> many, many episodes. The last segment, I don't know if you've listened to an episode before, but it's called Wed Bed Behead. Okay. I love it. So it's it, like F Mary Kill kind of. Yes. <laughs> you can also swear on the podcast, it doesn't matter. Okay. But yeah. I love swearing, but if I know my mom might hear it, I'm like a little bit careful. That's so fair. <laughs> yeah. So, wed, bed, behead. Okay. Do you follow hockey or sports at all? Kind of. I'm not the biggest sports, kind of, okay. sports girl. I was thinking like uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. 
but they're all grimy. So Yeah, I hate hockey players, I will say. Bad experiences. I literally hate them. I'm sorry. Was the guy from Unsolicited to Contact a hockey player? No. I mean, probably he played. I mean, we're in Canada, so probably everyone played hockey in their life. But, like, <laughs> at, like where I'm from, a lot of hockey players. A lot of hockey players in high school, you know what I mean? So. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Some of them still follow. Some of them still follow <laughs> slash like my posts on Instagram, and I'm like, Ugh, who gave you the right? Are they like famous hockey players? Like, are they? No, in the they're nobody. They like- they're nobody. <laughs> but they played hockey growing up, so they think you know they have this like. Ugh. I do know the type. You know the type. Unfortunately, there is a type. Okay, so <laughs> wed bed behead. I'm gonna do the Beatles, the Stones, and Led Zeppelin. Okay. You can Wed. think of it more in like a musical term. Also. Yeah. Okay. Wed okay. the Beatles. Love it. Um, bed. I don't want to bed any of. <laughs> if you think of it not in a musical way, though, it's like <laughs> yikes. So yikes. Okay. Well, I would bed the Stones, and then not not that I'd want to behead anyone, but yeah, by Zeppelin. I honestly, I think I'd probably do the exact same thing, but it's hard because like. I I probably listen to the Stones more than I listen to Zeppelin, but like I I just never want to be without Zeppelin. Like when you when you're in the mood for immigrant song, no other song is gonna fill that void, you know. Like think about Shrek three. <laughs> think about Shrek three. Um, <laughs> love that quote. <laughs> yeah, no, it I'm is- not like the biggest like not the biggest classic rock kind of. Are they considered classic rock? Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Okay, well then we'll shake it up. We'll shake it up. Okay, are you ready? Um, what's your favorite genre? What What are you big into these days? Uh, I listen to a lot of pop, a lot of indie, a lot of all. I don't know everything. Little country here and there. I don't know. Oh, country. <laughs> not country. a lot. Not a lot. Sometimes I'll flip it on if it's like a sunny day. I'll put the, the yeah. station on. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would be lying if I said that Drunk on You by Luke Bryan isn't, like, my favorite song ever. That's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. So good. If you don't get fired up when Drunk on You comes on in a <laughs> night in July, like, you're just wrong. There's something to country that's so nostalgic for me because a little bit of, like, a hick town, kind of, where I'm from. And <laughs> Is um, it really a that hicky? No, but there's a lot of people who, like, would go to my high school who lived in, like, the boonies, kind of. Mm, um yeah. so like all the parties would be like out in the sticks and like people wearing flannel type things bonfires you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and then we have like uh you know boots and hearts is near here i go to that every summer with my friends when it's not covid um and just get absolutely turned love that but yeah small town vibes country you know kind of goes together well the only cute country star coming to mind is hunter hayes right now i love him and i can't i love him too mm-hmm. um and I can't think of anyone else. So I'm going to go a different route. <laughs> That's fine. So, <laughs> so we're going to do Zayn Malik, okay. Liam Payne, and Niall Horan. You didn't include Harry. I'm no, so because confused. I know that we're go- all going to marry Harry. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> not a question. <laughs> like, who's not going to marry Harry Styles? Okay, so we've got Zayn, Liam, and Niall. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Niall, Mary. Me too, hands wed. down. So he was, Niall al- I was always a Nile girl. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> wed. If you if you're in love with Harry, then you're gonna wed Nile. Bed. Neither of these none of my cup of tea. Not in that like I don't like their music or don't like them. It's just not my type. No, big same. Because they're like mysterious type people, and that's not really my thing. I'm gonna go with Liam next, and then sorry Zane. You're gonna behead Zane. Yeah. I'm gonna do the opposite. I'm gonna I'm gonna bed. Okay, Zane and understandable. Behead Liam. Like it was a toss up for me. Yeah, so. it honestly was, but Zane, Zane is a hot man. I will, I will. Yeah, crack that one. Definitely. He's but we're definitely marrying. The most thing I'm most excited about is that I'm marrying Niall. So he's so precious. <laughs> I love him. I love him too. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen Zane's head tattoo? He like shaved his head and then it grew back, so you can't see all the time. But like, it's there. That would be painful, I'd imagine. It'd be awful. Are head tattoos, particularly scalp tattoos, okay for like your brain? I don't know. I gonna don't need either. gonna need information on this. There was one time my boyfriend and I were driving across to like Quebec City or something, and we passed a girl who had like an undercut kind of hairstyle, and in her undercut had the Buffalo Bills 
like logo <laughs> tattooed on her head <laughs> and my boyfriend's a huge bills fan and i was like dude that girl <laughs> fully has a bill tattoo on her head we were just staring at her so long driving and then she looked over and she's like what the fuck she was like what the fuck she was yeah, like what the fuck <laughs> i feel like ma'am i'm sorry i don't know if you're aware but you do have the Buffalo Bills logo tattooed on your head. So that's just all I was staring at. Not your outfit. Just the Buffalo Bills tat. It was whack. It blows my mind when people have something that's so blatant and then they're like alarmed when you're looking at it. It's like the neck tattoos. Whenever I see someone with a neck tattoo, I can't look away. I'm like, uh, it makes me like want to choke. Like, it Can you imagine the so thought much. of the knee? Uh, I can't. I like when I was getting this one, I was like... <laughs> And I was like, it's close to my, close to my veins. Yeah, I don't have any tattoos. I'm not, I don't dislike them. I've had many ideas for tattoos, but I'm, I can't stay stuck on something that long. No. Fair. I had this one like designed for like two and a half years before oh, I got it. Yeah. What is it? It's an owl. There was also, when I went to go get this one, I like messaged the artist and sent him the design because like a buddy of mine designed it a few years ago. And I got there and he w- and we were like chatting. He's like, okay, I'll be ready in a little bit. Like, I mean, just like stencil it out. And I was like, yeah, no worries, whatever. And then I sit in there and then he comes out a few minutes later and he's like, so I found this picture of a cartoon owl on, on Google. And uh, do you want this one instead? <gasps> and I was like, no. You're like, I actually have put a lot of thought into the one I, was the like, one I wanted. That's also ugly. Like, I don't <laughs> want that. He was like, oh, okay. He was, like, so surprised. I was, like... I would have walked out. That's just a little, out. like, ugly-ass cartoon owl. It's like, power PowerPoint clip art. Yeah, literally. I was, like, I already sent you oh the gosh. design I want. Yeah, I would have been gone. <laughs> it was so weird. Okay, well, anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so fun to ta- chat with you, Cassie. You, too. I feel like we're just friends now. Yeah. We'll just um, talk about tattoos in one direction for the rest of eternity. All right. Well, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been so thank fun. Thank you for having me. So fun to have you around and drinking the Yay. same one as me. Thanks, Fitch and Leeds. So if you guys want to try the pink passion fizz, you can find the recipe at FitchLeads.com. I'm obviously going to post about it because I post on Instagram all the time, which is cocktails and contemplation. Go follow me there and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My boyfriend was like, you need to start plugging it more. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. Follow it. Thank you to Fitch and Leads for getting Cassie some stuff. And you guys can find her on Instagram. It's Cassie De Silva, which is C-A-S-S-I-E-D-A-S-I-L-V-A. Yeah, Silva. you did it. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, I'm thinking too hard. I'm going to fuck no, this no, up. No, no, you did it. You did it. That's the same name on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes. All the things. Amazon. YouTube. Amazon. I don't know. YouTube. I don't know. All one of my One of my friends, actually, when I told him I was using music, he was like, is it on YouTube music? Because that's what I have. And I was <laughs> like, crazy. actually, it is it on is. YouTube music because like for my distributor, I just clicked everything. But yeah. like kind of weird that you use youtube music that is a weird thing when you go to your distributor and it's like delivered to and it shows all the platforms like what is that one okay i hope you enjoyed the episode thank you so much for coming on cassie you You can find her on my instagram if you can't find her elsewhere and always remember to drink and contemplate responsibly and that's the end (laughs) yay